Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio to Gambler. Here we are on a feel-good Friday. Yes, it feels good because we got action coming our way. Of course, 76ers this evening. Phillies will be back in action. Big time series coming up against the Yankees on the road as well. But, folks, don't forget about the Philadelphia Union. And, yes, they're struggling out the gate. We talked about it last week. And what a disappointing loss at home to Orlando. Something that neither of us saw. And, of course, I'm talking about our next guest here in the Gambler Hotline, Joe Tanzi. Jay Tanzi, 90s, where you can find him on socials. Be sure to subscribe, all union fans out there, MLS soccer fans in general. Subscribe to Joe's, Joe's uh, Substack. Everything, once again, over at his bio on Twitter at JTNZ90. Joe, I want to start with the simple, yet very complex question. What the hell is going on with the Philadelphia <laughs> Union? Um, if you have a, a panic button in your house, which I know all of us have readily available, um, or some like to bury it and never see it again because their teams are so good, um, the panic button should be probably in the next room over, uh, very secured in the case, and the hammer you use to break open the case uh, should probably still be in the toolbox in your closet or garage. Mm. Um, that's where we're at now. Yes. Five games into an MLS season, it's not meeting expectations, but why are they not meeting expectations? Like it's, it's one thing to be outraged with one performance and one bad performance in, in that, right. But when you, you peel back the onion, the, the layers of the onion here, it isn't all terrible. Um, and I agree with that. Winning winning cures everything, right? Yep. Like that's essentially what it comes down to. No, because you're right. When in that Montreal game, I get it. The result at the end of the day, definitely not what you want. But if you watched, there was definitely some really good soccer played by the Philadelphia Union last week against Orlando. You could go a little bit more into detail, but they were missing players. Striker up top, of course, did not play. Big deal there. And point blank, center backs just struggled. And Orlando, whatever it was, I give them all the credit in the world. They came out to shoot hot. Uh, it's just, you know, it, at this point in time, the union got to figure it out. And I have confidence. I do. I think Jim Curtin definitely lit into him. Tell me what this week's a pra- this week at practice was like, in your opinion. Well, it's hard to gauge that because all the guys are coming back from international duty. It's true. It's true. So it's like, yeah, of, of course you want to like galvanize everyone, but like your key pieces were gone. Andre Blake is back in training, so that's a, a, a huge positive. Great deal. Jim Curtin revealed that on Wednesday. Uh, they're going to hope that he plays on Saturday. If not, you hope he plays in the Champions League on Tuesday against Atlas at home. Does Andre but, Blake make either one of those saves in the Orlando game? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, but, it's Andre Blake. Correct, but that's when we went into this in, in detail. I should 
had the film in front of me <laughs> on the Union Soccer Podcast. Go subscribe everywhere you get podcasts. Um, right. The mistakes that led to the those those goals were so egregious and so non-union. Like where if you're going to sit here and spend after say like Sunday at noon, because I get it, the, 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 the fever pitch within the loss is, is understandable. I get it. But once you, you come down from it, you know, Joe Bendix not to blame for being hung out to dry on that goal. Yep. The first one does Andre Blake maybe make one of them. Sure. And like, and it does the, the communication and like, that's what I'm, I'm most kind of interested in, in seeing moving forward. If, if Blake's in there on Saturday or it's Bendik for one more game, what I'm interested in seeing is, was Andre Blake that important to the communication of the back line? Forget Andre Blake making saves, excuse me, forget Andre Blake just being on the field and, and protecting the net is his communication and the familiarity that he has with Glesnes and Elliot, is that what ends up being the difference maker? Like, how much does that mean? Because if you watch the, the Montreal game, the, the second goal that they give up, the one that you know ends up being the, the VAR controversy, um, and only the controversy because of uh, two reviews and for one play, is that a communication error? Because Glesnes and Elliott are standing in front of the goal, and are they hoping that Blake, or in Bendik's case, are they used to Blake tipping that ball over instead of Bendik hitting the post? Like, I'm very interested to see. Like, is it's the little, very little intricacy of the game, but it, it, is that the case where like they're just so used to having Andre Blake behind them and communicating with them that that makes a world of difference? If it does it speaks to just how valuable Andre Blake is. And maybe it speaks to a little bit of how the center backs need to be uh, a little less reliant on, on having Blake there and, and being used to having a, or, or at least adapting to having another goalkeeper there, but it's communication uh, breakdown in the back line right now. And it happened a little bit without Andre Blake on the field or sorry, with Andre Blake on the field in Miami. Um, so I'm very curious to see like what is the actual issue at hand uh, if Andre on the field. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, definitely won't want to make it out to be Andre's fault at all. But you know, just curious if he would have got one of those saves. And then you know, you walk away with a draw versus losing the game. It's a whole different you know way of looking at that result, of course. Uh, but here we are now, and yeah. uh, dare I say, the Union got to find a way to win a game here. And minus one seventy five on DraftKings Sportsbook. They're back at home. It's going down tomorrow night up in Chester at seven thirty PM. Sporting KC plus four twenty five. The draw plus three ten. Talk a little bit about Sporting KC, Joe, and fill us in. How difficult of opponent will it be for the Union this Saturday night when Sporting KC comes to town? Well, the good news is they're as frustrated as the Union. <laughs> like it. So take that as, as good news or take that as bad news. Because um, they're a team that want to get their frustration out as well. I mean, uh, they went up one nothing on Seattle last weekend and ended up giving up four goals, not just to Seattle, but to Jordan, Mor- Jordan Morris alone. I mean, it, it's rough. And, and Kansas City came into the season uh, with a lot of people expecting they'd be on a, a bounce-back campaign 
um, a lot of their players would be healthier. Um, and you know, there were even some prognosticators out there that said uh, maybe they can reach MLS Cup at their best. They haven't delivered whatsoever on expectations yet. Uh, maybe those expectations were just incredibly too high, and, and we were um, wrong to think of Kansas City in that light. But they haven't won a game yet. Um, they've only scored two goals, despite being near the top of the, the shots on target charts in Major League Soccer. So both of these teams are, are coming into this game looking to shake some, some frustration. I think for the, the union, forget this game. Like when it comes to, oh, if they beat Kansas City, they beat Kansas City. The opponent doesn't matter. I think the, the team morale matters most because it, they got Champions League coming up on Tuesday against Atlas uh, from Mexico at home. First legs at home. That's important. <laughs> like, yeah, Jim Curtin always says you can't win a two-legged tie in the first leg, but you can definitely lose it. Um, they need to win that game and not give up an away goal. And if they go into that game with a lack of confidence or they're still trying to figure things out, man, does that put a lot of worry into how they can perform in Champions League? Maybe they turn it on because it is Champions League. Who knows? But right now we're trying to pinpoint like what exactly is going wrong with them, and especially in the first 10 minutes. Like, what is it? I don't know if Jim Curtin even can pinpoint it. Like, is it, I think it's more mental than physical because the mistakes they're making seem to be mental more than physical. Um, but whatever, whatever it is, man, it, it's just, it's so hard to pinpoint. It's so baffling because this team's been so consistent, especially in defense. Like, if I told you going into last week, they lose 2 1 and, and make mistakes, I don't tell you who makes those mistakes. You think, okay, the defense is fine. They're just, you know, Orlando scored some goals and, and the union couldn't catch up on the scoreboard. No, that wasn't the case. It just flat out defensive errors. Jack Elliott had one of his worst games yeah. uh, in a Philadelphia Union shirt. So yeah, it's, it's so tough to figure out. But again, winning cures everything. And I think just for morale's sake within the club, uh, inside that locker room and in the fan base, if they win, no matter how you do it, it could be one nothing. It could be four nothing. Be two one, whatever the final score is. As long as you leave that field with three points, it's a morale booster because you're like, okay, we got things at least somewhat figured out, and we can go into this game on Tuesday with some confidence. Because the last thing you want to do against the league MX team, no matter what their form is, is to end up, you know, lacking confidence, especially at home in a game you have to have. Would it surprise you if the Union won three nothing on Saturday? No. I agree, but it would not surprise me if they won one nothing either. Okay, I think the zero. I think the zero on the other end is the most important thing right now. Ooh, really? I think that that because that's ends their up, bread and butter. That's that's right. what we've come to know about the Philadelphia Union, and that was really ugly. To, as you said, a guy that we've been able to count on week in week out, Jack Elliott. He's one of the top at that li- on the list as far as from the Philadelphia Union starting eleven. Him and Glessis both. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to see what transpired on Saturday. And, and, you know, like you said, you gotta, you just gotta point them out. Jack played a really poor game. And, and that, that was, that was shocking to see it's something we don't see often. But what, what have we said over what the past few seasons we've, we've been doing this is one bad performance is fine, but you can't compound the mistakes. And we've reached a point where the mistakes are starting to compound on each other. That's the issue. I think that's the issue we have. It's like, if you play one bad game, you're going to play a bad game. We're not asking you to be perfect for 34 games. Yep. But when the same mistake 
not even just mistakes, but the same mistake has popped up three times in five games when it comes to you know, Miami, Montreal, and Orlando. And you can even go back to the Columbus game as saying, well, bad start because you conceded first. Although it was kind of a a little bit of a fluky touch off the like the back heel of, mm-hmm. of Jacob Blessings for an own goal like that, but then they responded well. So you know that you know that in a nutshell, and that its own game in the opener is what it is. But Miami, Montreal, Orlando, bad starts have been brutal. You got to be able to recover from that. I think there'll just be a sigh of relief in the first ten minutes inside Subaru Park tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, I, I know I'm going to joke about it on Twitter just for some self-deprecating humor, but like, you just get through the first ten minutes with a clean sheet, and then go from there. I think that you know we talk about confidence. That in its own right might be a confidence boost. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hopefully that is the way it plays out as the Union are big-time favorites here, minus 175, a tick up from what they were against Orlando last week. You can get the draw, three-way action, plus 310, Sporting KC, plus 425. So all in all, Philadelphia Union, definitely the play here, definitely the lean. What else are you looking at? Are you under two and a half? Do you have a goal scorer in mind? What's your, what's your uh, senses telling you about this game on Saturday? So I've actually fallen in love with shots on target okay. props in, in soccer as a whole, not just MLS. And I look at Julian Carranza at minus 110 to have two or more shots on target. I think if you run the, the Carranza shots on target ladder, that might be a successful uh, way of, of wagering tomorrow night because I, I sense there might be a little um, frustration personally from Julian Carranza after – Picking up that red card in, in Montreal, wanting to play a lot cleaner, um, wanting to, hey, look, I screwed up, but I'm going to go out and score some goals for you. Uh, and he was phenomenal against Montreal when he was in the field. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, and he leads the team in shots on target as well. Um, so I, I look at that as a, a potential circle that bet. Um, any Julian Carranza props, maybe he's out to kind of prove, all right, last, you know, two weeks ago was in the, the rear view. Uh, let's focus on scoring a lot of goals. Plus 135 anytime. Uh, you can get them also to get the first goal on the day, plus 350. I'm all about Carranza as well, plus 135 anytime. Shots, what was the number there? Would you say two and a half? Minus 110 for two or more. Okay, two or more. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, he is the guy you could tell when it comes down to it. I know that they got plenty of scores on that team but Carranza definitely is is the guy so uh I'm all about JC coming through there all right um once again from Sporting KC give us one player we need to watch out for on Saturday night Ooh, that's a good question because it, it who's going to be on the field for them <laughs> in, in attack is the the interesting one um I'm going to go with with, with Daniel Shallowy uh, one of their uh, attacking players uh, countryman of Daniel Gazdag 
um, Hungarian attacker. Um, he's one of their dangerous players. It, it's so hard to pinpoint what's going to go on in that Kansas City attack because Alan Polito, the Mexican Ford they signed a, a year or two ago, um, is on his way back from a, a long-term injury break, break. So when does he end up starting and who ends up being the guy that goes to the bench um, and how effective Polito ends up being? I think he probably is a, ends up being like a, a like for like, maybe for, for Kyrie Shelton, if you look at last week's lineup, but, but Shallowy is a proven MLS attacker. He's been one of the, the better ones uh, throughout the league, even when Kansas City was down last year. Uh, and he's high up there on, on shots on target this season. So he's, he's one of the danger men. Again, it depends on like what the progress of Polito is and, and how effective he could be if he starts or if he's on the field. But uh, Shallowy has kind of been the, that one constant among all this change they've had. Uh, in their midfield and forward positions. All right, let's talk about some other spots in the MLS, and of course, let's go to St. Louis. Perfect. What five, is going on here? Five. Well, <laughs> this is this is my question. Minnesota United. Somebody eventually, St. Louis has to lose, right? And right now, you can get Minnesota United plus three thirty, draw plus two seventy, minus one thirty five. Of course, that's in regulation, so difficult to hit, but. Uh, my mind says Minnesota United plus 330 to knock St. Louis down just a peg. They're riding high right now. What is going on in St. Louis, Joe? Uh, look, it's very union-like, and I think people are starting to catch on to that. I made this point, uh, I think, last week on, on one of our podcast episodes. Um, they they have very union-like tendencies. Um, Let's find and steal the sporting director at St. Louis is a direct disciple of the Ernst Tanner tree. They both worked at, at Hoffenheim in, in Germany together. So uh, he's building a team first and not using um, the, the superstar players. And it's worked so far. And the books have adjusted almost too much now in their favor because at the start of the year, St. Louis is at the bottom uh, of the futures board. Sean, they're now tied for third favor to win MLS Cup. Wow. At plus 1400, it's a dramatic overreaction now on the markets. And I think that's why Minnesota is intriguing as an underdog or even, you know, a double chance type better or drop because the market has corrected so far in St. Louis's favor. Minnesota has potential to be a top five team in the West. Like they're a very solid team. They could go in St. Louis and, and absolutely get a result. So yeah, I think Minnesota is is worth a flyer. John Jansen is is all over Minnesota this week. Uh, if you listen to our, our betting episode on the Union Soccer Podcast, um, whereas he's been all over St. Louis for the start, and now he's he's flipping because just the number has been super high. So or the number is super high this week on on the other side. So yeah, it's a it's a fascinating thing because I, I haven't seen something like this flip so much. It's because they're an expansion team and nobody knew what to expect, but now that it's flipped so drastically, um, it's a little like, hey, well, maybe we should be buying the opposite end now. Yep, that's kind of where my mind is at. But it's tough to win on the road in the MLS. Uh, I don't know what type of home field advantage St. Louis possesses. I won't lie to you here, but uh, we'll see. And and man, I love it. You know, it's definitely a storyline that I didn't think we would get. And they're in front of Seattle and LAFC right now. So take that picture. It might not be there all that long, but uh, we'll see what happens this weekend as far as Saturday's action in the MLS. Now, Joe, first of all, 
before we slide on over to the EPL and get some English Premier League conversation, anything else from the MLS side for you this weekend that you feel like, you know what, take a shot on this game, this play, I really do like that we're going to get a green check mark. Anything else in the MLS for you? Yeah, so we went super in-depth. If you want more MLS betting conversation, go to the Union Soccer Podcast uh, betting uh, episode. Um, but Seattle, Seattle really stands out to me. Um, we do one favorite, one underdog, one total, one goal scorer over on the, the pod. But um, Seattle sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, Jordan Morris is on fire. The Galaxy are on a, a slow start because uh, Chicharito has been banged up. Uh, I look at Seattle plus 215 as a, a pretty juicy spot in MLS this week where uh, it's a rare spot where underdog, an underdog could actually win. All right. So once again, more in-depth conversation, Union Soccer Podcast with Joe Tanzi and John Jansen. Joe with me right now. All right, let's talk some EPL. And, of course, the big item is is whether or not Arsenal will close out and win the EPL. And, and that's all well and good. I think that they will. I, I did sleep on them. I thought that there was a point that I would have taken Man City and, and uh, you know, uh, eventually that they would – pull away or, or even it up and then end up winning the EPL this year. But it doesn't look like that's the case. Still plenty of time to for that to happen with, I think, eight, nine games still to play uh, in the league. But Arsenal has really, really played well this year. So I want to give all the credit in the world. Big one this weekend, though. Uh, speaking of Man City, we got Man City in Liverpool. City is minus 155. This game's going off tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. Liverpool plus 420. Draw plus 320. Anytime this game is being played at Man City, Joe, watch out, right? I mean, Liverpool is... Have they been as good as the years past? No. But we saw in that performance where they smashed Manchester United, and it hurts me to bring it up, Mm -hmm. that they still possess those skills. So could they beat Man City? They're still Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Could they beat Man City? Of course. But if you're going to tell me Man City's at home in this game, I have to lean with the chosen one and Man City. Give me Man City at this one, minus 155. Where do you stand, though? What's your take on this game? Well, speaking of the chosen one, I believe you're referring to Erling Holland, right? Correct, yep. Uh, he's fit. He's facing a late fitness test. Uh-oh. It, that's, that's the one big concern about Manchester City in this game. Coming out of the international break, um, so Holland is banged up. He missed Norway's um, Euro qualifiers. Um, it, it's it really is kind of just game time decision. It seems like with Holland, and if he plays, I don't know if he's going to go the full ninety. I doubt he will. Um, you may see him for sixty or off the bench. And on top of that, Phil Foden had his appendix taken out uh, for Manchester City. So with that, I like the angle with Manchester City. But I'll kind of take that a little further. We know Phil Foden's not playing. We know Holland is banged up. So that leaves Julian Alvarez and Riyad Mahrez as their two attackers that you would know at least are 100%. And I love the numbers on, on Mahrez at plus 185 to score and then the two shots on target as well at plus 175. Alvarez probably is the, the like or he is the like for like replacement for Holland, but Mares is most likely going to start because they're dealing with more injuries than just Holland up front. And the Manchester City Liverpool game, if you look at its recent history, it usually breeds goals, um, and which is awesome to hear for a seven thirty a.m. kickoff. Um, five of the last six games they've played, 
have had at least four goals. And in, in, in those five games, four times, both teams have scored twice. There's only been one under two and a half hit. Um, and that was earlier in the Premier League season when Liverpool beat Man City one nothing at Anfield. They played a 3-2 game in, in the Cup uh, back in December. And they played some 3-2, 2-2-type games. Now, the over is a little juicy. I think it's like minus 160. But it, some of these player props out here, and especially from the, the Liverpool side too, I mean, heck, Mo Salah's plus 275 to score a goal. Like, mm. sign me up. It's yep. a, it, it, like it's a big game. You know he's going to be involved. Like any of the Liverpool attackers are plus 260 and higher to score. Um, and if Liverpool is going to try and take it to Man City and they, and they see them as a little bit vulnerable, that's a spot to, to take it in. So I, I think this is a little more open than it, it may have been if Man City's full complement of attackers are there. But I think there's opportunity there, especially in this game where I think Mares is the guy to circle for Man City, make sure he's he's starting, but he would be the guy to circle there. And then the guy for Liverpool, I would circle solid just because he's got his numbers are a little higher than than Darwin Nunez. I, I can't ignore Mo Salah sitting at plus two seventy five to score a goal uh, against anybody, right? He's still he's still Mo, Mo Salah. It's still Liverpool. They're still going to have. Um, they're still going to bring some type of challenge to Manchester City, and the recent history suggests that. Damn right. I like it. Well, like you said, getting the party started bright and early tomorrow morning. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and all right, that will do it for us here. Well, once again, thank you very much to Joe for popping on today. Brace for winnings a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, that is available. We talk to all things college hoops. Please get on over there and press play. And once again, DraftKings Sportsbook. Brace promo code, promo code brace. Everybody have yourself a great weekend. Coming up next, WrestleMania Roundtable. John Jansen, Jason Finelli. Uh, who else is on that? Vaughn Johnson, Nick McCone, Shooters Radio. Let's go. And then followed by The Divide and Tim O'Keefe at 9 p.m. this evening. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.